I really need to go to this dance, Fiona. I have to. Come on, Sam. You need to earn your tuition money for college. You gotta bust a lot of tables. Fiona, I'm a straight-A student. I work seven days a week, and I'm taking extra AP classes. I never asked you for anything. Please let me go to this dance. <sighs> Sweetheart, now that you're old enough, there's something I've always wanted to tell you, and I think you're ready to hear it. You're not very pretty, and you're not very bright. Welcome back to Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where I showed my fella a movie about Cinderella. Ooh. I'm Kaylee. I'm Ryan. I'm the fella. I've never seen my husband's hidden will before. This week, we watched A Cinderella Story. It's like a euphemism when you do it like that. I know. I was trying to sound like Jennifer Coolidge, which is impossible. Oh, yeah. Don't. You can't do it. Yeah. Unless you've had the Botox. Which I have not. That's bold. I feel like a Melissa Villasenor. Ooh. You know what, though? She does a really good um, Christina Aguilera, even just talking. Oh, yeah, she's good. I feel like she could do a Jennifer Coolidge. For she's. All right. So we watched a Cinderella story. Um, I'm going to read the back of the box summary. And then, Ryan, you're going to give your summary. So here we go. Yeah. Substitute a cell phone for a glass slipper, a convertible for a two-door pumpkin, and an L.A. suburb for a kingdom far, far away. And what do you get? A happily ever laughter oh, God. twist <laughs> on the Cinderella tale. Oh. Sam, Hillary Duff, Scrubs floors at a diner, copes with her wicked stepmother and stepsisters, and dreams of going to Princeton, the perfect spot for a would-be princess to find her prince. Town of princes. But maybe she has a prince charming already. Her anonymous email buddy, Chad Michael Murray, who... <laughs> I'm sorry, this you is can't, so bad. That's, that's already a flaw in this. Yeah. The anonymous person. Name. Name who arranges to meet her at the Halloween dance. Sam panics when the mystery man turns out to be the coolest guy on campus. Can he love a girl not part of the in crowd? Can fairy tales come true only if Sam stands up for herself and turns her dreams into reality? Ryan! Yeah. What's your summary of this movie? I I think I can sum it up. In one sh- very short phrase. I'm ready. One broke Cinderella. <laughs> Aren't all Cinderellas broke? It's like two broke girls meet Cinderella, oh. but there's not two girls. I mean, there are two girls. There's the sisters, but see. they're not the two broke girls. She is working at the diner. Uh, you owe the audience an apology. You said that? this could be summarized in one phrase, and now you're one. Well, if you got the phrase. reference in that, then I yeah, I think no. it works. One broke Cinderella. Uh-huh. Cha-ching. Wait, wait, wait. Is Regina King the other broke girl? She is the, uh, well... I guess she can be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She um she's the Cat Dennings. You're right. They end up becoming roommates. I haven't seen Two Bird really? Girls. So well yeah, at the end oh. of the movie. 
they end up becoming roommates. Then 100% that's what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I like that summary. Wow. Okay. Bravo, Ryan. You, that, that so was actually really good. So it's just two really rogue good. Cinderella's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I feel really bad okay. that I brought this movie to the table. Not Revenge <laughs> of the Nerds bad, mind you. Okay. Uh-huh. We were bored to tears. You might you might have a uh, short episode on your hands here, audience. I'm uh, we've got plenty to talk about. I don't know. But oof, it's very boring. Yeah. And it's not like a um I thought it was more like a Princess Diaries and Princess Diaries is great because it's Anne Hathaway, right? She's so entertaining, she's so exciting, she's a fantastic actor. Uh <laughs> Hilary Duff is adorable and we're cool with that um and i haven't seen enough of her current films to know if her acting chops have gotten better but dear god this was so bad nobody is impressive in this except for um what's the mother's name Um, jennifer coolidge yeah Coolidge. Yeah. yeah she is doing her thing as best she can but she's great in everything but she's the bad guy too she is you know meant to be unliked and that sucks yeah that she's the, o- on, the, the um, only likable character is your villain not the villain on, should be unlikable uh, no 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 no. she's That's a, the only one. she's a very likable villain she really because yeah. i'm with that funny. but other characters should be likable in that context if a villain is likable then you should be liking some other characters as well that's what I'm saying. Shouldn't man. be the only one. I, I guess that's uh, what that's what happened to that cartoon, though, right? Um, whichever one has the minions. Oh, Despicable uh, the, Me, the, I guess. Yeah, the guy uh, with the big nose. Like we don't let our kid watch the villain this became, movie. The, somehow the villain became the main character, I guess. Not, yeah, not because there's anything wrong with the movie. There really isn't. Just the yellow guys are so annoying, and four-year-olds will repeat everything. So we have not shown our kid that movie. Period. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it once. So I'm good. Um, but I'm yeah, good. I think Jennifer Coolidge carries this whole movie. So I'm just gonna launch into this and tell you like why I brought this to the table. Yeah, this give movie. Me a little background uh, on this thing. Uh, we're gonna watch a lot of movies like this. Hopefully, better than this one. Um, but I'm losing optimism. <laughs> I loved this movie because I I like a good Cinderella story. I love a good fairy tale and everything. But I had so many um, tie-ins to Hilary Duff's character. Uh, When I played Little League, I was on the Dodgers. So I I still have an L.A. Dodgers hat. Love Dodgers. Looks exactly like hers. The um, cargo pants that don't have the knee pocket. I don't know what to call those types. I had a bunch of those. Cargo pants? They're cargo pants, but they don't have the pocket that is by the knees. They're just oh. like baggy khakis. Yeah. I had a bunch of them. Um, the striped shirts, wearing a lot of blue. I wear a lot of blue. And, and that seems to be, aside from you know, oh, the homecoming scene. Oh, she's wearing pink scene, all over the place, too, though. She wears a lot of... No, she doesn't wear any pink. Bullshit. Because that's Jennifer Coolidge's character. Bullshit. Um, that's her color. If you notice, there's a lot of color work in this movie. Uh, Austin? She wears pink later in the movie. Yeah, on her... No, she ha- her whole outfit is pink. Where? When? Uh, when they're on a date. Uh, she's on a date with this guy. Um, Who? God. What? When do they go on a date? Where are they? She's got her <laughs> shoes. Everything is fucking pink, Kaylee. I, no. I promise you. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, totally. But 
Hillary Duff's character does yeah. not wear pink aside from the apron she wears at the restaurant. Hmm. And that's because of all the color work that is in this movie. Hillary Duff and Chad Michael Murray wear blue. The stepsisters wear orange and green. And mm -hmm. um, Jennifer Coolidge wears pink all the time. And eats Aren't they like pink. looking at the sky or something, the stars or something at some point? And she's like laying back on something. Did we watch the same movie? I don't know, Kaylee. Okay. It doesn't matter because this movie is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Yeah. I... I I know what Cinderella is, guys. I didn't need the uh, the DLC download skin of Hilary Duff for Cinderella. I think what they were trying to do is an early 2000s feminist thing uh -huh. where they're like, you don't just go to college to get a print like the fairy tale. It's not all about finding a prince. It's about, you know, Even though being she's smart, going to, getting good grades, having goals, ambitions of your own. She's going to Prince Tan, though. She is. While running a diner. She's not running it. She's not running that. Regina she's King is running all of it. it. Yes. Yeah. Um. There you go, man. There that's, I go. That's the reason why I brought this to the table. It meant a lot to me. I felt uh, sympathetic to Hillary Duff's character. Uh, yeah, that that's that's all I have, and I remember it being so funny, and it's not. <laughs> I remember like dying over Jennifer Coolidge and the stepsisters, <laughs> and none of this is all that funny. Uh, it was painful, man. It was. I was recent recently. Um, I was talking to a friend about this particular movie, and she was like, "Oh my god." This movie is so good. Totally forgot that this existed. And I was like, yo, we're doing this for our next episode. And she's like, awesome. I'm totally going to listen. And I'm so excited for it. Can't wait for the ACS episode. I cannot wait for <laughs> for my best friend to hear us uh, dish on this episode. I feel real bad. So let's just get into it. Um, the back of the box summary kind of covers everything. It's just a modern twist on Cinderella. We've covered that. Yeah. I mean, it literally is just a, a new skin to the same old story. That's the whole plot. Um, What's the shoe? A phone. A phone. She <sighs> attaches it to her shoe. None of this works, Kaylee. Okay. This is just... <laughs> so all I have are questions. They force it so <laughs> hard. So I'm just going to go through um, my, my questions throughout the movie. So when he, uh, when the dad first meets Fiona, she looks like Bette Midler mixed with Gloria Steinem. Okay. She has like Bette Midler features and, and attire. Her clothing yeah. is very Bette. Um, but she's got these giant Gloria Steinem glasses. Question. Did she rig this whole thing? Did she set up this whole thing? What are you talking knowing about? Knowing that the dad was the owner of the Steiner. Is she a gold digger? That's what I'm asking. Well, yeah, 100%. Did, what did she set so? up, though? What are you talking about? Um, She runs into the dad while the dad is taking a picture of his daughter at okay. her birthday okay. in the diner. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Is it a setup? Maybe. So does she kill the dad? How does he die? We don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's what I want to know. We How only know what the die? main character knows. They and say the main he's dead. character is stuck we in a doorway what? during an earthquake. So, my question is what happens 
during the earthquake. Does the does stepmom just seize the opportunity? He fell into the center of the earth. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, clearly. Yeah. She she definitely murdered There's this something guy. That's my opinion on the subject. Bizarre, I mean, about that. And then the first time we see the house, mm-hmm. it looks like the house is a dragon. Kind of. I'm not on drugs. <laughs> I watched this movie, and this is the beginning of the movie, and, I, and I'm having drinks while watching this. So yes. I, this is the top of the film. So there's no chance that I'm distorting this. There's a weird texture to the roof, and it's kind of like melty and weird yeah, looking. It, it looks like the skin it, of a dragon. Yeah, it's supposed to make it more cottagey looking. The house is adorable. The attic is also not an attic, okay? So mm. they zoom out of Hilary Duff's new bedroom in the, quote, attic. And it's the best view uh, out of the whole house. You know, she's got a perfect view of the street. And it's in this cute little A-frame. Like, that would be my room. We're meant to believe she's um, going to have a tough upbringing because the walls aren't painted. They're not finished. Sure. <laughs> That's the worst part of where she's living, though. Otherwise, it's a pretty, like, cool little space, I think. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. She makes it look good, too. Like, I don't understand this. And I feel personally attacked. Having not finished painting my kid's room, um, we've been in our new house for about a year. And I just now finished painting our kid's room. So she, too, has existed in a half-painted room state. And I would like to think that our kid is okay. Completely different thing. <laughs> um, she does have a tough life, though. She is a bus girl at the diner that her dad owned. And the soundtrack to her life is her own music. Ugh. The, uh, it's, is it Hillary Duff? The song? first song is a Hillary Duff song, and it's tragic. Is it? It's gross. I didn't know that it was. Yes, yeah. Um, the music in general is very... Um, <laughs> reminiscent of my childhood like whole this thing, is what I grew up with the whole thing for lack of a better phrase is girly yeah and it, it just the biggest supporting factor of that is everything is salmon pink everything is salmon something yeah there's salmon everywhere whether it's the color or the food or the actual fish mm-hmm. or just somebody saying the word this movie is about salmon Yes, it's a big sales pitch for salmon and weight loss, which did not stick out to me as a kid. But now yeah. I watch it and I'm like, wow, they talk about weight loss. Yeah, a Coolidge lot. is reading a book that says salmon diet, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So she's eating a lot of salmon. Everybody, uh, one of the questions that uh, our leading man asks Hillary Duff is rice cakes or Big Mac? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do we need to talk about this so much? It's very confusing so to me. So she's running the diner that they all work at, or well, that you know Cinderella effectively works at, and um, the cook. They are talking about the menu, and the lady asks the cook why why he has so many salmon dishes. Mm-hmm. So in that instant, I'm thinking he has a thing with Coolidge's character. Oh, wow. Okay. Like he's like, doing it to please her. Like an affair thing. But it turns out she's just oppressive and she's just making them all do this. Well, I, I like that option more Fuck than yeah, the idea Yeah, because there's a that, story there. But yeah. otherwise, he's just kind of a chill dude that has to be put in this 
I mean, he's just in a shitty job. He seems nice. Which is everybody there. Um, what is his accent? I don't know. It is both Brooklyn and um, Central American, and I am confused. I think I know that actor. Yeah. yeah what the hell is There his are name? a lot of actors in here that um, I, I saw, cool. and I know I've seen in other movies, but could not place I can't it. Think it was both of the stepsisters, um, I know those actors, cannot place who they are. Um, of course, we know Chad Michael Murray. I, I just know him. I finally watched an episode of Gilmore Girls for the first time in my life. Okay. Totally not realizing that he was in it. Um, and then a week later, we watched this movie. <laughs> uh, it was kind of cool. Um, Gilmore Girls, also trash. They also talk about weight so much. Nice. Why were the early 2000s just obsessed with diets? Baywatch. Baywatch? <laughs> or... or it's a decent theory. I don't know. Pop stars in general. Everybody was thin back then. Britney, Paris. Yeah, it was about being thin. Yeah. Thank God that's over. But wearing the biggest pants possible. Um. Yeah, baggy clothes. Let's talk about clothing for a second. I don't understand what the best friend's deal was. He would um, come in all these different costumes and stuff. They really don't lay out that he's a drama kid. He's they try to. to. I yeah. mean, he's, he talks about being a method actor, but he comes out in this really offensive character at the beginning. So he's trying to look like Snoop Dogg while wearing nothing that Snoop Dogg yeah. would ever wear. It's it more Eminem, I guess. Yeah. Right. He comes out in this red orange. I don't know what to call it. Very um, backstreet boy attire. Yeah. It's like all monochrome, bright reddish orange. Um, and then he comes out as a cowboy, but at no point do we see this character like on a stage or acting in any capacity until the end of the movie when he lands Kaylee, a commercial. There, is he a parallel to something in the world of Cinderella? Fuck no. Okay. I don't think Even so. Even if he was, that is at the, the limits to which you can become, you know, the limits to which you can define a character in this world because... It's a Cinderella story. They don't they don't give a fuck about anything except for this love story and how to build that into a modern setting. Right. So none of the characters really matter. Um, the friend, there should be some pining there. Between the, uh, the actor and Hilary Duff? No, the characters. Oh, okay. They're, the, Which two characters? The best friend in her. Yes. There should be pining from him on his side, but he doesn't. He didn't care about her. I always. He's got, genuinely her friend, which I love. Yeah, I love. I always got the impression that he was gay because I totally forgot that. Mm, but he's not. But he's definitely not. I mean, even as a little kid, I got the impression that you know he's the gay best friend. We we see this trope over and over and over again in movies of this era. So I thought, cool, this is the gay best friend. Totally forgot the moment at the dance and then the end of the mo movie when he ends up with the daily announcement woman. I don't know what yeah. to call her. Yeah, the, the cool chick with the... With the dread accents. Yeah. And the, the pink hair. Which was a very strange turn. I <laughs> it makes no sense. Why would he end up with her? Like she's the hottest girl in school or something? I don't know I, why I that matters. Know. Why why it's significant of all the people that he could have ended up with. Yeah. Why, why couldn't he just end up with the girl that he wanted to be with? It would be a very Revenge of the Nerds thing for him to end up. Because the dance scene, 
parallels Revenge of the Nerds so perfectly. Um, he is in disguise. She doesn't mm-hmm. know who he is. Yeah. Um, she is not cool with it when she finds out who he is. So You're that's right. a little bit different. Yeah, and she's still into him after all of that. Yeah. Huh. But he's like, nah. Nah, bruh. That's the change. I think this shows how we have evolved as a society. It, it shows <laughs> that um, it, it's not okay to end up with the popular mean girl. No. Well, let's go back to some parts of the early story. And I, I think really I just want to do this so I can complain about how texting is the worst thing to ever happen to film. Um, they have oh a solid, what, eight minutes or so of exchanging of emails and, and they're like in AIM the same or whatever. Room. They're close. Yeah, they're actually in the same room at school emailing each other or texting mm. each other, messaging each other. It's just so tiresome. You know, you think of letter writing has been expressed in movies for the longest time. Yeah. Like ever since movies have been made, you know, you've seen people writing letters and you have the narration. You can literally either write and have the narration or just look at the words and, you know, pan down or what have you. But either way, we're kind of we're getting better at this. Um, There are. YA novels that have been adapted into film that do a little bit better job of that like um John Green books uh it's unfortunate but the movie renditions of them they do a great job of having the text pop up and you can okay. read it like while you're watching the yeah. actors yeah uh the, uh the shallows had a really cool version Ooh. of that yeah there you go um and it's that's interesting in that movie because nobody else is, is actually there like you don't really see anybody else except for one character right right so the people she's talking to you wouldn't see them anyway so to have it in a text form works now we have like in this movie we're stuck in the bbc version of pride and prejudice like people are just reading what's happening yeah they're re so what we effectively have here is this almost like echoing uh, this meta echo of the dialogue. So you see the words, them typing the words, pop up on the screen. That's two layers. And then they say it. And that so is, it's, they're going yeah. back and forth. It's like they're in the same room. Mm-hmm. But now we have three layers of that same communication. The clickety clacks. Right. The popping up on the screen and them narrating it. Yes. We have four. Us watching. Oh. The clickety clacks. It's just. And them talking about it. Uh, and then what's on the screen. It's real bad, man. It made me angry. Yeah. <laughs> I just hated it. And this. Uh, there's so many movies. Dude, the that 70s were perfect. This. You pick up a telephone. Boom. You old man. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You, you can even do like a little. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah. yeah, I'll see you there then, bro. You could even do. Um, so much better than. Hey, well, then, yeah, we're going to go to the party tonight. Well, I will see you there. No. Audience Ryan is angrily <laughs> tapping on a clipboard. Oh, I'm sure they can hear that. <laughs> um, you could even have like a Christmas story moment, you know, where uh, the a mom, Cinderella story, a Christmas a Cinderella story, Cinderella story, a Christmas story, where the mom calls um, Flick's mom and Netflix she's like, mom. "Do you know what my son said today?" And all you hear is the main character's mom until oh, right. the other mom starts freaking out. Yeah. She's like, "What? What? Yeah. What? Yes." You know what I'm talking about. I just, yeah, I like think there's something missing from a uh, e exchange because it is such a uh, back and forth type thing. Like letter writing is more of 
a paragraph of communication. Oh my God, give me Colin Firth reading a letter in yeah. some ADR all day. Yeah. So, I love it. So you can have a, Kaylee, my love, I've been missing you dearly on this <laughs> night. It's been too long since we have last... <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and this is the only way you can talk just, to me from like here on out. I love and, it. And just like, do you wish to see me next Wednesday? If you do, That's check it, the box. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation is but, so dull. But you could have a whole setup and then a whole response versus mm-hmm. this. Oh yeah, that's me. Oh well, people think that I'm so shallow or whatever. And, <laughs> and it's just like this back and forth, shallow conversation. Uh huh. It shouldn't exist anyway. It's it not romantic. Me, yeah. It's it, it is what the time was like, but yes. is terrible to watch on in a movie. It reminds me so much of the time period. Yeah. I got an email account and I was emailing this boy and I found out that my dad was reading my emails because <laughs> I found out my dad was reading my emails because he was like why do kids these days only send like five words in an email? Like, why would you take That's a whole email what I'm to say five too, words? I think. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, my dad is reading my emails. Yeah. I was very upset about this. Um, yes, the conversations are the same. It's, it's just tiring. perfect for that time period. Because, I mean, you can't text with a keyboard at that time. We were talking about her cell phone. It's like a Samsung something. Yeah. But it's a flip phone. I'm mm-hmm. not texting out a whole book on a flip phone. Right. But, and I don't knock it. Look, I lived through that time period and it's fine. The reality of it worked. Mm-hmm. But to portray it in a movie doesn't really work. There are different ways to do that. It's more like, um, I don't know. I think there are better ways to do it. And we gave some examples at the top of this. But either way, we know where this movie is going. Yes. It's Cinderella, effectively. They're just yeah. placeholders, a phone instead of a shoe. But honestly, this all breaks down for me where they are, they know they go to the same school. Mm-hmm. Just say each other's name. Yeah. We're done. Say my name. Bye. Say my name. Bye. In the Cinderella story, they didn't know each other. They were not no. like uh, pen pals before... Right the dance otherwise they would have been like i'm going to the fucking dance you're going to the dance cool i'm gonna be wearing this shit what are you gonna be wearing oh well this hey uh just in case something happens Uh my name is this or they would be sharing so much you know how perverse modern internet dating is like how much information people are willing to give to meet up full-on stalk people my younger sister just moved into a new apartment i full-on stalked all of her roommates to make sure she's not gonna die so this whole thing is a game though (laughs) i mean you know what i mean so that's that shit's frustrating too um so another replacement here are the sisters uh the sisters are gross but not in a physical way which i think in most iterations of cinderella you get kind of a homely looking well uh, the characteristics are kind of the same i'm thinking of the disney cinderella the old cartoon the one sister who wears green has kind of a long face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and then the other sister that. has a very round face. They did a great job of translating that over into real life without right. being crude or grotesque. The problem is they pull up in their cars when they're, they realize that uh, oh my God, they could the be the ones to you know meet meet up with the prince because their sister is Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they, they're just going to pretend. They're, they have combined car horns. Yes. They pull up 
and one part one horn plays the beginning of Dixie. <laughs> yeah. And the other one finishes yep. it. Like what the fuck? Uh-huh. Why does it of I all of the songs d- because Disney uses this song a lot in their history or something? I don't know. Is this a Disney movie? I think it is. Yeah. Um, I I I'm, didn't understand that. Sure. They played fucking Dis- uh, Dixie. Like wh- what the hell? I don't know. Um Weird. I don't know. Uh why they made a lot of these choices, actually. But I, I think they made a couple of good ones. I thought the costume scene was adorable. I thought it was too convenient that they show up as Cinderella and Prince Charming without mm-hmm. having talked to each other. Oh, thank you for, for mentioning that. Anytime. They are all aware of the story of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. That's the point where I realized that. And then they begin to talk about it plenty. Like, it seems like everybody knows the story of Cinderella, yet no one is drawing yeah. a parallel mm-hmm. from their world to that story. No. Until the end, she like, does say Cinderella. What? No, but they keep they, just saying fairy tale very but vaguely. But they don't see it. Like, I'm, we're the sisters. She's our steps. They, they, nobody oh, is connecting this. Okay, okay. And You're they, talking all, about the All of them refer to it. This, uh, it's... Don't they post it uh, in the school as a Cinderella search type thing? Uh-huh. I mean, this is insane, Kaylee. It's too That convenient. they're not drawing the parallels at all. Right. And not that the stepmom could because she doesn't go to the school. But the stepsisters, maybe they take a backseat and they're like, wow, we actually are acting like the two stepsisters. The two stepsisters. We're doing the exact same thing. How could it possibly play out well? We've This is one of the oldest stories know. we know. Could this work if it were a universe <laughs> in which... The Cinderella story, the OG, does not exist. Would that make this okay? Yeah, this w- that would be better if they if they <laughs> were just, uh, unaware. They just never reference. The if Cinderella they were unaware of Cinderella, original. yeah. And I this like was that. the first time Cinderella was playing out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. that's better. I'm cool with but that. But the fact that they know about it is crazy. And they're like completely not. Think about it though. Aware. Think about that shit. If you if you read a story about, well, let me think. It doesn't matter. If you were enacting some sort of famous, super famous fairy tale, fairy tale narrative or something, or even just, you know, a movie that's famous. right. Aquamarine at no point. Um, we might watch Aquamarine, but for anybody listening to this podcast, having watched this movie originally in their childhood, they know what Aquamarine is. So here we go. Aquamarine never references the Little Mermaid, to my knowledge. That would be weird if mm-hmm. they did that. Mm-hmm. It would be very strange. Yeah. Um, it is a little strange that they reference it very clearly, repeatedly in this movie. Oh, and nobody, nobody takes that. We just watched Weird Science. Do they reference Frankenstein? They watch it. They do watch it. So yes, wait a minute. They technically reference it. Holy shit! What am I thinking? Yeah, that's the exact same thing. Oh man! Oh, okay. Yeah, Frankenstein exists in that world too. Mm Hmm. And that's kind of what the stepsisters accuse Sam of doing. They're like, she knew it was. Uh, Austin the whole entire time and fabricated this whole thing and uh, made sure that he fell in love with her. This and is she's bonkers. Just, uh, yeah. I am now... Oh, it's nuts. It's kind of cool that those movies are connected in that way, though. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I feel like this movie, uh, we've referenced Weird Science, we've referenced Revenge of the Nerds. I feel like this movie does borrow from those common tropes. But without... um. 
without knowing what to do with them in a modern context. Modern for when this movie came out. Word. Yeah. All right. So, Ryan, um, you laughed once during this movie. So I'm going to just go ahead and ask you, what is your highlight? Oh, I want to address the fact that there's an offensive play that happens in this film. Oh, oh okay. I thought for sure that was just going to be your low light. We can go I ahead got and others. talk to- Oh, boy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the play. Yeah, the play, uh, they refer to her as a slave girl. Yep. Yeah, and they're, they're enacting Cinderella, right? Yes. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Nobody is drawing parallels. No. Because the evil cheerleader does not exist in the original. Insanity. She becomes like a third evil stepsister. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Well, yeah. So all that stuff happens and then it just plays out exactly like Cinderella, guys. There you go. It's the Disney afternoon version of Cinderella to sell some Hilary Duff records, I guess. Uh, I don't think Hilary Duff is charming. I think she's great in Lizzie McGuire. Never seen it. Oh, okay, fun. Um, I don't think she knows what to do here. I don't think she... Um, and I don't know when the Lizzie McGuire movie comes out in relation to this, but she was on a TV show before doing movies. And she seems movie. like so much more comfortable <laughs> in the show than she does in the in an actual movie. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, can I finally ask you for your highlight? Oh, sure. Let's yeah, let's get right to the highlights and lowlights here. Um I didn't like much about this. I did laugh at one scene really hard. You were right. Um mm-hmm. the car wash thing, man. I thought that was pretty pretty it funny. It was very funny. Yeah. It's some good physical comedy. I, I dig it. Finally. Yeah. And then the the weirdest thing though is at the end of that they're done and their hair is all stuck out like it's um like corn husk almost <laughs> i don't i didn't get that like, hot wax so, okay so it just yeah it's the wax okay. from the um the car wash it looked funny uh you know that doll that um what's the uh rugrats character oh angelica's angelica's doll, doll. Mm-hmm. yeah they, they look like angelica's doll oh man i can't remember the doll's name but yes yeah. of course Oh, that'd be funny if I could pull that one out. No, I can't think of that. No, I just, I can't. I know, I know it. It's in there, but yeah. I don't, I don't know it. Please email us with the name of Angelica's Barbie doll. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, low light for me. Um, I, I talked about the, the aim scene where they're back and forth. I mean, that's just, it's just part of the general shittiness of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But the ultimate low light here is the prince guy, the, the fill in for the prince. He has a friend. Why is he friends with this guy? This guy know. fucking blows ass. I don't know. He's the worst character, man. He's not funny. Um, he's offensive in a lot of ways, too. I think he said, what the fuck, man? He calls Zorro, um, when the best friend is dressed up as Zorro, he calls him Taco Boy. Yeah. Complicated. Um, oh, he he, uh, he almost sexually assaults uh his friend's ex he goes full rabbin thick and he goes i know you want it yeah oh he says oh i just beat his butt yeah <laughs> you mean kicked his butt or beat yeah. his ass we, like, we can't we you can't don't say beat that his butt 
it's a, it's a, I think it's a Disney movie. I, I don't know. He beat his butt. I he felt, could have kicked his butt. I felt so confident that we were going to have so much to talk about that I did very little research <laughs> for that. I do know one fun fact. According to IMDb, I have okay. not um, dug into this, but Rupert Grint, the guy who plays Ron Weasley, mm-hmm. was cast as Austin Ames. The football star. I thought Austin Ames was cast perfectly. I thought so, too. Yeah. Todd Michael Murray is perfect. I could dope. not see Rupert Grint doing this. And I mean, I can't see him doing an American accent at the age that he was at when this movie was made. I do not want Kat Dennings instead of Hilary Duff in this. Oh, my God. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Keep her in the Marvel Universe. We're good. I don't need that here. All right, then, Kaylee. Uh, give me your highlight, please. Oh, boy. In this movie that I just adored as a kid. <laughs> my highlight is. All right, everybody. I'm happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But this video is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Shrug. Alrighty, that was the 1988 child kidnapping anthem <laughs> by Rod Stewart. <laughs> Forever young. Um, Is this the soundtrack to uh, Raising Arizona? I <laughs> speaking of kidnapping children. All right, so guys, I pull together these things just from memory. Sometimes uh, maybe I'll hear the song in passing. Mm-hmm. But generally, I try to think about being a kid or growing up in general in, you know, things that I remember vividly, right? And for whatever reason, maybe it was inspirational, so I may have, you know, some more depth to explanation there. But for this one, I just remember it really well, the imagery of it. And honestly, what's there to to remember other than the one image of him holding this child? Uh, and in retrospect, it starts to occur to me that maybe this is some kind of me as a child longing for a father or like, you know, that seeing that comfort of a father. I had um, a feeling. That's what I think was going on then. But looking at it now, it's a straight up kidnap. I think so. They're on the run. What the fuck? They are running away. I'm really angry with this And all now. these people are like looking. They're like, yo, is this a problem? They pass yeah. by all these people. Oh, the farmer guys are just straight up staring him down, stood up in the back of the pickup. Yeah. You know, uh, grilling him. Uh the like young the ladies don't care much, no. uh, but it, it, there's some weird ass shit here. He's just holding him oddly and he's always in his face. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm in my child's face all the time, too. My child's adorable. She's always in my face. Heck it's yeah. a, a reciprocal thing. So this child does seem to be a little uncomfortable at times. That's not his kid, right? It does not appear. Well, I mean, not in real the life. No. The actor looks very familiar. The little kid actor mm-hmm. looks very familiar. <laughs> Yeah, he does. I, he's in some movies. Uh, but audience, let me just say this movie. This started off. This viewing started <laughs> off in the most amazing way. Uh, Kaylee says, <laughs> "Is that Sting?" <laughs> so yeah, that, there's how we uh, got off I and popping. I got excited. Here. I love Sting. He's so great. 
But then it's it's basically just a road film uh, where Jesus took the wheel uh-huh. while a man who kidnapped a small redheaded boy. Yeah. I think that's the other thing that's kind of strange here is the choices made. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm uneasy now. I find it interesting. The cast of characters, the choice of being on a road, the green screen. I like cars in movies. I like scenes inside cars. We know this about me. I don't like this. I don't like it at all. Um, it's very confusing. How about the song? Not uh, crazy, but I've never heard the song before. I don't know who this is. If I'm honest, I think this reminds me of like Americana. It did at least until this Yeah, it's kind of got like a John Steinbeck feel like we're traveling Well, this and like John Cougar Mellencamp, I feel like that stuff was on a lot. And for me, that's what uh, American rock was, like Americana rock. See, for me, that's more like Boston and Kansas and Mm. Journey. That is American rock to me as a kid. Very, very interesting view. So you got any highlights on this one? Uh, the little kid who's very cute. Um, he does this thing where he like pets the singer's face mm-hmm. all about it. I think that who is, who is this? Rod Stewart. Okay, cool. He pets, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what this guy top, looks like. Okay. I don't yeah. know what he looks like. Um, he, <laughs> he assumed that I was. How listening. do you not know the smoky voice of Rod Stewart? Um, not something that my family listened to when i was a kid um they were not stewards of the rod no we were not um i'm very sorry all you rod stewart fans uh listening to an episode about a hillary duff movie uh the petting of the face was strange but i thought it was cute it reminded me of what our kid tries to do. She tries to pretend put makeup on my face. She gives me pats on the head to let me know I'm doing a great job as a mom. It's very sweet. Um, yeah, I liked I liked the little kid face pets. <laughs> okay, uh, low lights. Um, why do we see farmers, biker gang, women wearing strange hats? Why are we on a road? Maybe that's why it represents Americana for me. It's all this like one slice version of, life shit. of America. It's yeah, it's not a lot. It's not no, it's not it a huge is sample. Like the the Bible Belt, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. it were. Mm-hmm. Um, White America. I, well, sure. For I'm not. I, I would have to rewatch it to see if all of the extras in this are white. Um. Yeah, I'm very, I don't think I saw any black people. I'm very confused by the choice in theme and why no one is driving the truck. Is Jesus driving Jesus the truck? Jesus took the wheel. Is I'm this pretty a certain. metaphor? Pretty certain. Um, yeah. Jesus is a truck. <laughs> and when we couldn't see but one set of footprints in the sand, it was Jesus driving a truck next to us while we walked. Um. <laughs> Very confused all the way around. Ryan, what? I'm, I still don't understand why you brought this to the table. I'm still confused. Which one of your family members showed you this? Um, oh, this was just on. Okay. I watched it's a lot just of MTV. like an MTV thing? 
Yeah, this, this was, was on, this on was MTV. Hit. This was a hit. They want to put hip hop on MTV, oh, but the they put this shit here. on. This was a like, hit. what the fuck? Yeah, this was a, a really huge deal. This was on rotation, like mad. They, oh man, that actually makes me mad. All right. Yeah, well, the hip hop thing, the whole like they want to allow the lead singer of Heart to be at the forefront of the music videos. Mm. Um, they, they it was always the and I can't remember their names of course Crazy. it's always the the woman with the blonde hair at the front even though she's not the lead singer what the hell are you talking I'm about? talking about how like image focused MTV <laughs> well, uh, is yeah, but yeah, they yeah, let you don't need this to get into guy we all understand that yeah, oh. you're to inform people about how I'm just mad <laughs> misogynistic how, MTV was I'm a little bit misogynistic and racist well, and like the world is but yes uh yeah this um i'm angry that this made the cut yeah very angry um okay your highlight almost the exact same thing as yours uh he he grabs his nose he does a little pinch of his nose at some point the kid uh reaches up and grabs his nose rod doesn't react to that at all no so i don't think he was happy about reacting but the kid was fucking with him i think and, and did a little nose grab yeah reacting is not a requirement for the lead singer in a music so, video clap 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 for the uh child who had to put up with this and did a good job at dealing with it the best he could because he was being held in a he's a three-year-old i, I would guess. not hold my kid in that not fashion. like that in the back of a truck this is a weird situation so our kid is very tall for her age but that, that leads me to the low light this is just weird what the fuck man very strange i remember this being a nice uh heartwarming kind of thing mm -hmm. and it's been a long time since i've seen it and that's kind of the fun of this show guys you have seen me uh totally tear down one of my childhood memories i'm just gonna label it this is the stinker episode we found two stinkers yeah. and we made you watch both of them i didn't intend to, to match the film in any way really You've done a great um, job it's about dads other than the it movie being is about dads in no. a way yeah and youth yeah. Th that, i think that was my tie-in but thanks for uh putting up with that one okay sorry that it was kind of a bummer no problem. And uh, I'd like to take a second and apologize to Sting. Stink. Drug. My highlight for the film is the clothing with the massive exception of the Cinderella dress. What is this dress? It is a, a wedding dress. It's a wedding dress, but it has like a disco ball looking corset thing that is just I like heft on there. I didn't pay enough attention to that. <laughs> Very confused. Um, We have this whole scene where she's like changing into different Halloween costumes. Love that. Thought it was cute. Very reminiscent of the era. Very fun. Um, These are clothes that I wore when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So it, it reminds me of where I was like. You know, playing baseball with my friends, wearing these weird clothes. <laughs> Very fun. I liked it. I wanted one of those like lacy top camisole things. I was chilling, playing So I finally with my got one and I wore it under everything. It made me feel great. Okay. Because you fit in. <laughs> no, because it was lace and it was the only like lacy thing that I wore ooh, as a young child lacy. that made that, ooh, so gross. Um, yeah, I like the clothing a lot. Um, even Jennifer Coolidge, her outfits, they're incredible. Very fun. The matching jumpsuit things that the twins wear. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I'm all about it. I think it's cute. It's very like, um, preppy, but also TLC. 
And I yeah. just like idolized TLC. It was meant as a to be kid. a little bonkers, a little bit um just too aggressive. A little out there. Yeah. Um, I hate, hate, hate the Cinderella dress. Um, I love everything else going right. on here. All right. Okay, well, uh, yeah, low lights on this one. The locker. Okay. The guys, the men's locker. She walks in to the men's locker room, I guess at halftime mm -hmm. for the homecoming football game. And I wasn't sure what you were talking about. And I am no. not sure if this is a homecoming dance or a Halloween dance because they say both. And they don't tell you which one it actually is. But like, okay, they're playing the homecoming game. She busts into the guy's locker room at halftime, walks through unharassed, untouched. No, not unharassed. They whistle. They whistle. Mm -hmm. But she isn't like physically accosted in any capacity, which I okay. feel like in this time period would definitely happen mm, i don't i don't agree with that i think she definitely would have heard more than what she heard yeah uh it would not have been quiet while she was in it's a locker room clean version yeah it's the radio edit it's um bad. she walks in she gives the lead guy the what for tells him off and then she's like i didn't come in here to yell at you like bitch yes you did own it that's all she did own it <laughs> you came in there to yell at him Okay, so yell at him and then get your ass safely out of the men's locker room. Police. Police. Um, it was bad. It was <laughs> it was definitely a cringy moment. I don't remember watching that as a little kid. I definitely wasn't affected by it. Uh, now now it just sticks out and it's very strange. <laughs> I think it was just an excuse to have like shirtless high school boys in this movie i'm really not sure yeah but so many so many things didn't need to go down the way they went down if they no. were just like hey we go to the same school what's your name talk to each Boom. other it doesn't need to be a cinderella story anymore it's barely a cinderella story as it is <laughs> but they go to princeton <laughs> together that's like, where all the princes i love how the, like the dad go. acts like he's giving up his football dreams and what you know the whole thing is so contrived and stupid yeah he would never in the middle of a game like just go run up to her like that that doesn't make sense even if he did if he's that good mm -hmm. he's still gonna play football like, this who is gives a trevor shit? lawrence walking off during his homecoming game he's still gonna be able to get a football scholarship i mean people would not like it it would be controversial controversial and all that but sure uh, but he's cares? still like trevor lawrence you know Ooh, like it, it really isn't gonna make that big of a difference <laughs> who cares yeah exactly Alrighty, so now that we have talked about this more thoroughly than I thought we would actually, Ryan, I feel like I know the answer. If I put this on during a girl's night in which you were also invited, would you run away? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never, ever want anything to I do can't, with this. I can't even finish the bit. How like, about you? You watching this thing again? I'm running away. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm so. good. Um, <laughs> I feel really bad. Um, I mentioned my bestie at the top of this episode. She um, really likes this movie. I feel bad. I will never watch this with her again. <laughs> like, I'm in a new stage of my life. I feel like a part of me has died. Yeah, I can't feel like I've learned anything other than this doesn't really... 
add up to anything for you. No, I, so I if think anything, it's a it's an old like it's an artifact. It's reminiscent of my mindset um, as a little kid. She talks about having she talks about having to grow up with a dad. So she was a little late learning about makeup and, you know, how to dress and everything. Yeah. Um, I have I a dad, but I also have uh, a mom who's not into makeup. She's not into girly stuff. Incredible person. That's just not what she's into. So I was also late getting into makeup and stuff. And. I definitely wasn't girly growing up. I feel like I've learned how to be girly. Mm. Part of it is because of watching movies like this, but this movie helped normalize that for me. It helped me feel better about the fact that I played Little League or that, you know, all all my friends were boys. I think it's definitely meant to draw in like tomboys or at least sporty girls right like let's let's give them a fairy tale movie yeah and then we've got princess diaries which is for the awkward ones right which which i also (laughs) fell into um yeah there there's one of these movies for every single type of girl yeah i felt like box checked cool you got my money See you later. See you later. Never <laughs> I, I never need to watch. Never this watching again. that again. I feel good. Um, I'm very sorry that you didn't learn anything new about me. Yeah. Um, on the bright side, it was only an hour and thirty minutes of our life. It that did we not wasted. feel like that. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Oh, felt like a very long time. All right, let's look forward. Okay, we're not looking back. We're moving forward. Yeah. What? Are we watching next? What are we watching next? Oh boy. Tis <laughs> the season. We have all the Christmas madness happening. We do indeed. And I want to kind of sneak something in there that's Christmassy. Okay. For my next episode. I want to go with the 1983 comedy classic, Strange Brew, starring Bob and Doug McKenzie. I don't know what any of that is. And thank God you okay. don't. Because <laughs> I was worried that I had already shown you this somehow and totally forgot. Yeah. Uh, Here we no, go. No, I, I have no idea what this is. You're going to fucking love it. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. Strange Brew sounds fun. Is it like a microbrewery? Uh, no, my dear. <laughs> Are they witches? <laughs> Very wintry uh, themed film. So I, and it's funny as shit, I think. So I'm really hoping you enjoy this one. I can't imagine that I'm going to have regrets about this one because I do watch this fairly oh, regularly. We have heard that before. Uh, that, well, but I, I watch it pretty <laughs> regularly. Okay. And, um, you know, it might be helpful if you have a drink or two while we're watching it. Uh, I, I think that's kind so of. So you're going to get me drunk is what you're trying to say. That might, that might be what we're doing. You're going to get me drunk. No, we're going to party so a little watch bit and watch movie? this movie. Okay. But either way, uh, we got Chris Moss coming up. So much we Chris. Do. Uh, and I hope you know what that means. If you don't know what that means, uh, get ready. It's coming. Yeah. Check us out on our, yeah. Check us out on our social media. We are look what you made me view on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, our question that we have for you, dear audience, is it a homecoming dance or is it a Halloween dance? Send your comments. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we talked about it. I ranted a little bit about it, but it was in the middle of another rant. Like, it's cool. Uh, Let me know 
Is this a Halloween dance or a homecoming dance? Send your answers to look what you made me view at gmail.com. I don't care if you are listening to this episode years after it comes out. I don't care if we have stopped this podcast at that point. Still email us. Yeah, because I'll just talk about it on the next episode. Be like, oh, oh yeah, so somebody was asking about that movie that I totally forgot about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening and look forward to the next episode. Uh, this one is, I, I think it's going to be a new family classic at some point. Aww. So really, I, I want your hopes to be high. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I'm so concerned. You're going to get me drunk, but you want my hopes to be high. And also, you thought you had already showed me this movie. I just don't know. Have we been having a lot of fun on these things? Weird science was kind of a trudge. And it was this weird. was certainly painful. Um, so I think we're due for something fun. We and are. I hope, I, th- I hope I can accomplish that with the next one. So we hope you guys join us for the next episode as well as some of the bonus episodes the moss chris myself being a chris and our guest uh our frequent guest chris joining us for a lot of holiday themed stuff so yes indeed keep it tuned to the look what you made me view verse Viewverse? Viewverse. Viewverse. Uh, <laughs> Viewiverse. A view a viewiverse is really good. I like that. Welcome to the viewiverse. The viewiverse. <laughs> That's even better. So look God, what you made me the universe. <laughs> Perfect. The universe. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. It means a lot to us. We hope that you are staying safe during the holidays. We will catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing. <laughs>